Welcome to the Raven and Rants podcast with Brandon and Kat. Welcome everybody to another episode of Raven and Rants podcast. I am your host Brandon and accompanying me on another insane journey <laughs> into our brains. <laughs> El Capitan. <laughs> Catherine, how you doing, Cat? You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it sure does help. It does. It does help. <laughs> but that wasn't your radio voice. It was not my radio voice. She says my voice sounds completely different on this microphone than it does with my actual headset microphone. It does. Y- y'all have never heard me in my headset microphone. I'm assuming that my voice sounds a little deeper. It is. It's a little deeper, a little smoother. It sounds like he's about to start announcing, welcome to the jazz hour. <laughs> It's like, this is Dr. Midnight. <laughs> We're going to take a ride in the love machine. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, what was that old uh, radio show? Still, they kind of do, uh, it's syndicated though. Uh, Delilah. Oh, yes. I remember <laughs> Delilah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, we're old. <laughs> we are old. That's okay. I enjoy being that's old. That's true. Well, uh, how was your week, though? I know you were having some very long weeks. I have been putting in an average of nine or more hours of overtime for the past month each week. It's been very, very tiring. The weather has sucked. It's still snowing here, okay? So it's April. I don't know. It's the beginning of April. It's still snowing here, and it sucks. And we haven't had a day where it's been double digits in warmth. We've had many double digits in cold. <sighs> yeah. It's been a very difficult week. How was your week? My week was an average Brandon week. It was... You played on making maps and didn't do anything at work? No, no. I did some <laughs> stuff at work. Um, we had a bunch of meetings this week, actually... Has some sit down stuff with AT and T and Spirit Communications, which is now named Segra. Um, we I, I pulled some cables, moved some cables around in our in our uh, server room, so that was good. Made a bunch of phone calls, trying to figure out why everybody likes to break our equipment all the time. I had one one lady, she uh, she called me and told me her phone was not working, and I was like, well. What is it doing? She's like, it's not doing anything. What do you mean it's not doing anything? She goes, it's not doing anything. It's like, uh, you get no dial tone, no nothing. She's like, oh, I get dial tone. And so, so it's doing something. Well, yeah, it's doing that. All right. She said, but it makes a lot of like static, and then it won't call out. I'm like, all right. So in, in all this process, she does. She fails to let me know until the very end that the phone has been dropped three times. Oh my gosh. All right. Now, my initial, ex- you know, question was, well, did you drop the headset? So maybe she needs a new headset, the cable stretch, that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They dropped the whole phone. Base and all. That times. takes. Wow. I, I don't I don't even know how you pull those phones off the. T- you, I don't know what you're doing. In the office at that. Uh, maybe if you're on the dock and something, you try to catch something. Maybe. But an office phone? Come on. Yeah, that's a little peculiar. 
Yeah, man. And then we had some other situations where our phones just got, you know, it was just not good. There's things getting turned off without us knowing. It was not good. It was a, it was a pretty rough week. My boss was not pleased, to say the least. But I'm sorry. That was my week. That doesn't sound like fun. No, it really wasn't. But we, I have taken time this week to try to prep and get things ready while I was at home for our Saturday D&D extravaganza, where our adventures can range from anywhere from four hours to... What, what was is, our longest? I think it was seven hours was our longest. It was seven. Cause what we know, we were, yeah, seven hours. It was seven o'clock to two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was very tired the next day. It was fun, though. It was. It was. Fun. <laughs> that, was that the one where I was drunk? No. That was the one after I was drunk. I was up yeah. till two when I was drunk. Right. That's I quit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you did. He was so annoyed with us. It was so funny. It was, um, I was so annoyed that you were drunk. It was just every time I tried to read or set the scene, <laughs> y'all would just start laughing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was it was my awesome. radio voice making you laugh. Oh my gosh. Every time he tries to read something in a special voice, it comes across so funny. <laughs> Show them, read something. <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything. Read, read part of the article. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Brandon has a wonderful voice, and when you're talking to him, he's very engaging. But when he's reading, he goes like robotic monotone. It's very weird. Uh, thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Gotta keep you oh, humble. Like a mostly finished statue of a female dwarf priest carrying a stone censer and a half-finished <laughs> statue of a cheery dwarf girl riding on the shoulders of her beaming father. <laughs> I think I am a fantastic DM. Thank you very much. You are actually a really great DM. <laughs> You're just not very good at reading. Damn. I do much, much better when I'm just like ad libbing. Yes, you do. Like Johnny Awesome. Making, like <laughs> when I just make the characters up on the spot, which I don't know if you know this, but like three quarters of all the NPCs y'all have met, I've met up, I just made up on the spot. Yes, I can tell. Yeah. I was being groped by a gnome. She, yes, yes, you, yes, you were. Multiple times. That was funny, though. <laughs> She was funny. That's okay. One of the other new characters came up and put an arm around me and I headbutted him. Broke his nose. <laughs> I'm not a very nice paladin. No. Very all paladinly. Which is stuff. kind of funny because a rogue keeps asking me which god I worship as a paladin. He's, confused. He's, He's confused. very confused. What he doesn't know is that I'm chaotic good. Ah. Very chaotic. Very, oh yeah, you're very chaotic. I'm more chaotic than good. Let's be honest. But we did the uh, this whole group started with the Lost Minds. Uh, of fan, I guess you Fandelver. I guess was how you pronounce it. Sure. Uh, the starter, the starter kit, which I think is one of the best adventures D and D has put out for fifth edition. It's so good. It's so well put together. The maps are great. The story is great. 
The encounters are good. It's very good for people that's just learning how to play. It was genuinely fun. Yeah. I, the rest of those like pre-made modules are really hard to get into, but that thing is amazing. If you want to play D&D and you want to give it a shot, I highly recommend it. And that is, you can find it for cheap. If you wanted like a real box set, like the actual real life stuff, not digital, you can get it like 10 bucks on Amazon. It comes with everything. Now you can spend 20 on roll 20 and get it all on there too. But um, yeah, I really like Lost Minds. It's really good. But that is not, however, what we are here to talk about today. Are you sure? Today. I'm positive. Today, we are going to say, what the hell, Bioware? Brandon's going to say it. I'm just going to non-degree. So I don't know... If people who listen to our podcast has been living under a rock or don't really care, the uh, Kotaku <laughs> released an article on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> okay, what? so this article is four days old. So either you're living under a rock or don't care if you've never heard of it. Okay, here's a secret, guys. I didn't hear about it until he sent it to me. Bah. <laughs> It's a really good article, though. It's about it's Jason Shire. It's very long, by the way. Very, it's a very long. It's a very long. big article, <laughs> and it's very damning, actually. It's to, very well written, too. To Bioware and the... Who's the author? Jason Shire. Yes, it is Jason Shire. Let's click on yeah. Jason Shire. Who Jason are you, Jason Shire is one of the more well-known and well-respected video game journalists in the world. He used one that broke a lot of the problems with Fallout, Fallout 4. And Fallout 76. He looks a lot like McGee from uh, NCIS, by the way. No, that's why it's probably good. Because McGee's awesome. McGee is awesome. But he does yeah. look like an a lot like McGee. But, so basically, the, the, the whole <laughs> article was, ba- was talking about how Bioware's anthem went wrong. And everything from the, the pre-production stage to conception to... Release demos and all went to hell in a handbasket, and he went through each reason of why it happened. There was he got people that worked for Bioware that no longer works for Bioware that that was part of the process, and they talked about the um what's the word I'm looking for. Oh, I am tongue tied. The uh, environment of the work environment. It was not very good. <laughs> so very you want to try that again? No. Too, uh, okay. So the article talks a lot about the fact that the work environment was quite toxic. Very toxic. And that you had two work environments that were actually fighting against each other and themselves. One in Edmonton, well, right. one in Austin. Right, and but the uh, here's the problem with the, with that whole scenario with Edmonton and Austin. Austin was brought in because Austin is the one that's going to continue doing the live service of Anthem, which like once it released, Edmonton sent everything to Austin, and Austin, as we know, like me and Cat, I don't know about y'all know, but we know, Austin had previously released an online game. And I've had it going for going on eight years now. 
And now Star Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> but my whole point of bringing that up is is they understand how to how an online game works. Edmonton has never done it. They've never had an online game. So Austin was trying, like, Bioware Austin was trying to tell them this isn't going to work. It's like, you, you, you can't, if you're going to be story-driven stuff, you can't have, like, weird people busting in on the, each person's story content. Because it's going to break immersion. And like you need to have your story stuff with or with people. I don't know how to explain it, but they needed to try to keep it separate and Anthem didn't. So you had a lot of immersion breaking in the story. It didn't flow right. And Austin was trying Bioware Austin was trying to make get that point across. And everybody at Bioware Edmonton completely ignored them, which isn't surprising if you know who some of the people were. Now there has been talk that there was a time that Casey Hudson, I don't, you know, I'm not afraid to name his name. He's all over the place. Casey Hudson is a very big to do with Bioware. He's been around for a long time. He was responsible for the Mass Effect games. He was there for KOTOR. He, he left right before Mass Effect Andromeda. He did the first Dragon Age. Casey Hudson is a big name guy. Um, now, he's the one that started the whole Anthem project. Mm-hmm. And then he left. And that's where it all kind of fell apart. From, whatever, from what the article said, initially, Anthem, which wasn't known as Anthem at the time, it was going to be originally called Beyond, was in a very, very good place. Then, then Casey left, and nobody knew where to go. Like leadership was terrible. There was no leadership. So you had all this problem. You had all these promises of these games that's going to be this. They're going to take everything that's good about the shooter genre and and the third person and the story RPG. We're going to mold it all into this one awesome thing, and it's going to come out like a gold mine. Well, it doesn't work that way. So you had a lot of, you had engine problems with, which I've said for a very, very long time that the frostbite engine is awful for an RPG. It's absolutely terrible. That engine is God awful. I believe you. And quite frankly, when you, you watch it and you see these things like Mass Effect Andromeda, where the facial expressions is just atrocious. You have to, you, you can't make your budget to actually go get a decent engine because it's going to cost so much, or you can't have your budget do other things for the game because you got to spend, you got to spend this money on motion capture to get the engine to work. But EA doesn't care. That does seem a little peculiar. EA doesn't care. And they've they've been shoehorned into Frostbite because that's EA's engine. When you have an engine that nobody at the, the studio knows how to operate, why it does what it does, it's not good. It's not going to work. 
<laughs> no, probably not. If nobody can figure out how it works, that's a problem. It's a very big problem. Mm-hmm. So you had all this stuff going on behind the scenes. Then you had E3 and you had the, you know, we're going to do this and this is the new game. Let's see the, the pictures and the videos. And it looks so good. It just looked gorgeous, right? It looked fantastic. But there was a demo at the E3, uh, uh, E3 conference, but it was very scripted and protected and the media couldn't really do much stuff. It was very much, and from what everybody said, it was very different to the way they released the uh, ni- the uh, MMO back in 2011. You know, there were so many, they didn't, here's the demos, go knock yourself out, right? Everything was great. They were, they had a, a ready to go demo to, two to three years before release. Then it had more demos come out to show you more stuff. Another demo show you more stuff. It was just bam, 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 bam. Not saying that star Wars, the old Republic was perfect at launch far from it, but they had a plan and it, they, they took their time. They got it done. Here's the sad truth about Bioware. All those guys and gals who made star Wars, the old Republic who put it together and released it and all those other great games, they're gone. They all said deuces to EA. Okay. And that's, that's why you've seen the old Republic take a dip. That's why you've seen every game outside of inquisition fail for Bioware. Which is really quite sad. Because when you take away the A team and you put in the C team, you got a problem. Sure you're not on F. No, because not all of them are terrible. Some of them are actually still pretty decent. But you you have my problem with with Anthrum was... Anthrum? Anthrum. (laughs) Anthrax and Anthem. Just put them together. Anthrum. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, words are hard. <laughs> words are hard. No, I'm good. Like, what are you doing, dude? Are you okay over there? Do you want to start words over? Are hard. Nope. Reset in three, two, one. But no, Go. you know, when you just, I played Star Wars, you played Star Wars, but you hadn't played in a while. I was there at the, the freaking nosedive two years ago. That's true. I gave it up and went on to a different game. The absolute nosedive that it took when 5.0 released, which was Knights of the Eternal Throne. The guy that was responsible for most of the ideas and implementation of the gear grind in that was a Uh guy named Ben Irving. Now, the problem with Ben Irving is and I, I firmly believe this. No developer ever goes into a game and says, "I want to make a bad product." Right? They don't. No, I would do assume that. not. Unless yeah, they they're doing like it. a rendition of the producers. That's hilarious. But <laughs> <laughs> come on, that that <laughs> show is awesome. It's hilarious. But. Uh, but <laughs> totally derailed them that, now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But nobody goes in trying to screw up. But my biggest issue with Ben Irving is he never admits when he's wrong. That's true of so many people. That's like Blizzard. (laughs) How long did it take them to admit that they were wrong about so many things in Battle for Azeroth? Well, well, 
I mean, you <laughs> still have the uh, Diablo Immortal debacle. Don't you guys have phones? I do. I don't play games on my phones. Oh, you don't I, play I was playing Diablo chess earlier and I got really pissed off. Ugh. I'm playing chess, guys. <laughs> I got angry. I play Papa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. But he never um, admits when he's wrong. He he never nothing about the command crate system in Star Wars. But did he ever admit was wrong? And the whole thing was wrong from day one. Mm-hmm. You don't. Nobody wants a game where the whole process of your gear grind is to fill up a bar to get a crate. That might drop a, a piece of armor that you can use. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I, I mean... Even WoW is better than that. Yeah. At least WoW, you can go buy armor up to a certain level. Yeah, and usually when you level up, you get to do another quest that tends to give you a good piece of armor as you go. Right. And if there's raid, you might not get a, a piece of gear on every ball. You will get something within the raid now and it will be beneficial as long as you keep doing the raids that are you know as they come out don't i mean if you do a raid that's two expansions back you're not going to get gear for your oh but but you get really great transmog gear that was one of the best things wow ever did was put in that transmog yeah it's fantastic it really is because how else are you going to wear booty shorts that are plate armor and you kind of go how does that not chafe your butt but no, nah, see, that was another thing. They took away all gear drops from all the flashpoints and operations and put these weird little command XP things in it That's instead. That's stupid. It was we retarded. Want gear. If you've ever seen anybody who's ever played a game, we want gear. We want shinies. Yeah, we like the shinies, especially if they make us look pretty. It, it Exactly. It can have <laughs> stats of zero. As long as it looks good. I had a dude that ran me through an, uh, uh, a flashpoint one time. It was one of the hardest in the game in Star Wars. He could not heal us for the, I, I, like for the, the entire time. He could not heal us through this balls. We kept dying over and over and over and over. I finally looked at his gear and I realized he didn't have any gloves on. Okay. I'm like, what are you wearing gloves for? He goes, oh, well, the only gloves I got don't look good with my armor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, dude, put them on. Don't be so stupid. That was funny. I laughed at it. I was like, okay, dude, you win. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass of the year goes to I heal good. (laughs) Yeah, he heal good. I heal good. (laughs) That was fantastic. So you had that situation, but you you go back to the bioanthem problems, and then you have all this idea, and it's this where it turns into a situation where I think it's it's just an problem in the gaming industry itself when you have crunch time is what they call it where you have guys working 60 hours a week to to meet deadline yeah i was working 50 and it turned me into a crazy bitch and you had people who after launch of anthem had to take four months off to not you know go into an insane asylum Half of them didn't come back. I don't blame them. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. If the game ain't ready, don't release it. 
Yeah, because your people who are buying it aren't going to appreciate a piece of crap. Exactly. You can ask the original Final Fantasy XIV release how well that went. Mm-hmm. Because they had to scrap the entire thing and start over. They sure did. And, and that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. This one, that- like, the new Final Fantasy XIV is gorgeous. It's a fantastic game. But that's how you take care of your customers. Yeah, because guess what? Admit, We're the ones who spend the money. You admit you make a mistake and fix it. <laughs> you admit you make a mistake. You're right. You admit you made a mistake and then you fix it. <laughs> it's not hard. Unless you're Blizzard who can't figure or, out how to fix the armor. <laughs> or EA. Here's uh, the thing about Anthem. See, you... We've talked about armor. Armor is a big problem with Anthem. Loot is a big issue right now with Anthem. Like, they're giving, they're like, they'll do something and it'll up the drop rate, but not substantial. Just enough where people start actually getting decent loot from doing the hard stuff. Oh, no, oh that wasn't intended. And they take it all away from them. And they're like, <laughs> well, that's absurd. It's absurd. Like, just give the freaking loot to people. Yes. It's not like they're going to stop playing just because they got the loot. They're going to play more because they got the loot. This isn't a PvP game. Anyway, even if there's some kind of bug, that doesn't give them an advantage over anybody. Let them have fun. Isn't that what a game is supposed to be? God, it drives me nuts. And that's something that Bioware did in the Star Wars game. Where they completely, they nerf the freaking Sith uh, Sorcerer to the ground. Oh, that's terrible. I love my Sith Sorcerer. Nerf them to the ground. It's still fun to level, but it is completely unreliable in raids. Unless you just absolutely perfect at running the class. You can't miss anything. Oh, then I probably shouldn't play it. I mean, it's fine. It's fun leveling still, but yeah, it's just nah. It's unusable in raids or PvP. But I, I don't understand the <laughs> idea that people that one of the we've said I've said it before in our podcast. One of the biggest mistakes in video games right now is the whole idea of games as a service. And okay. Th- it's them thinking or, or taking everything. They'll give you half of the game at launch and then give you bits and pieces to keep you paying more money, more money, more money. Yes, because they do want the 15 bucks a month from everybody. Um, the problem is with people like me, and there are more of me than, although there's an awful lot of diehards with WoW, but people like me who get bored. Because, you know, I'm tired mm-hmm. of being screwed around. So I leave and I go find a new game where I'm not being screwed around. Uh, I mean, you leave quite a bit. I do. Not I as much as you do, recently. but I do. Yeah, I did just come back recently. I'm starting to have a little bit more fun with it again. They have fixed a lot of stuff, though. But all in all, it's just not... when you And what made it really weird... With the with his article with Anthem is they had a demo in December, which the game and now December this is December twenty uh, twenty eighteen. The game launched February yeah February twenty nineteen. Okay, uh-huh. uh-huh. They had a demo in the beginning of December. Patrick Sunderland came with his entourage because apparently he needs an entourage. 
So do I. Where do you get one of those? I know. I know. I need an entourage. Do you get, like take out an ad on Kijiji looking for an entourage? Whenever I hear entourage, though, I really hope he kept walking in with that, with like the little girl, not little girl, but the, like the, the lady with the clipboard and then two guys behind him with earpieces. And it's like. <laughs> yeah, because that's not subtle. I'm like, I want Tony Stark walking in here. with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. But, I've already uh, got my Avengers tickets. But oh, so do I. Um, but he came in for the demo. He hated it. Oh, I don't blame him. He absolutely despised it. So they had awesome. six. They had six weeks for the second demo, and they just That's horseshit. They had six weeks to put it together. To, you know, to get another demo out for him. That's like when my bosses, my bosses, bosses, bosses. I like, well, we need this information in two hours. Uh, that's nice. Are, are you pulling it out of your butt? Because if not, you're not getting it in two hours. No, no. We need this in two hours. I'm sorry. It's called reasonable expectations. Set them. And it's much easier for people to actually be human beings. Nah. Why are you doing that? me off. But no, so <sighs> he has the situation. He comes back again. And they get it fixed. Flying is great now because that's all that matters. <laughs> this is what. So I just found the art, the uh, part of the article that's talking about it. It says they overhauled the art, knowing that the best way to impress Soderlund would be to make a demo that looked as pretty as possible. He's, okay. You, it almost makes it sound like he's some child. <laughs> well, it really does. Like, um, um, he's impressed okay. with Chinese. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. So they they went back and forth about whether or not they were going to add flying back in. And now isn't the entire thing about flying? Yes. If you would have took flying out again, it would have been atrocious. That's the best part of the whole freaking game. <laughs> okay. So it says, on one hand, the mechanic was undeniably cool. What better way to feel like Iron Man than to zip around the world in a giant robot suit? By the way, apparently there's a new VR that makes you feel exactly like Iron Man. On the other hand, it kept breaking everything. Hmm. That's a problem. That's a problem. I haven't fallen through the through the planet yet when I played Anthem, so that was a plus. <laughs> I've fallen through the planet of so many games. It's hilarious. I got screenshots of when, actually, when I played Nero, uh, No Man's Sky when it first came out. I'd be digging, digging, digging my little gun, and they'd say, poop, I'm looking up, and I'm looking up through the hole in the ground. <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, guess I'm stuck. Oh, my friend. <laughs> I had that happen in WoW. Suddenly, I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here?" But I couldn't jump out. I'm like, mm. "So yeah. awesome!" Uh, I mean, is the, the stress level, the idea of the Bioware magic is going to pull you through by the end? It's nonsense. No. It's utter nonsense. It's and- hard work and teamwork and creativity and listening to each other that brought them as far as they did. And then just expecting that, oh, well, we have magic that's going to bring us through to Anthem. I would like you to look up what the definition of magic is and how to do it, because that's not it. So when they got to the very end, they realized they had no game. From what the article said, they built Anthem in like the last eight months. Yep. (laughs) That's pretty friggin' sad. Because they had seven years. They were working on this game for seven years. And it just, I don't know. 
I, it, it's it's sad. It's it, it's it's a sad state from where Bioware used to be, and where they are it's now. A sad, it's a sad state from where all the games used to be, honestly. But Bioware, like I loved Dragon Age. I love Knights of the Old Republic. I love Mass Effect. I actually own Mass Effect and haven't played it yet. Oh, the, the first I, two are amazing. But I've loved Dragon Age. It was awesome. And it makes me so sad that the people who brought me such an amazing game are now idiots. They're not idiots. Well, the people that the gave people you, leading the, them are. The people that gave you those games are no longer there. <laughs> okay, but the businesses. The businesses, kind of, because they're owned by EA now. But... Dude, you understand what I mean? I know. I know. I know. And it was started in, in Canada. You know how I feel about that. It was. It was. I know. I wonder, was it Montreal first one? Edmonton. Was Edmonton the first one? I thought Montreal was. Edmonton. Oh. Actually, you know what? I'll look it up because it I, says that. They had, I know they had, they had Montreal. They had Montreal, yeah. Edmonton, and then the, then they built the one in Austin specifically for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, say Montreal again. Montreal. <laughs> it was Edmonton, February 1995. Bioware started in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Hooray! Yay! Go, uh, Canada. What is Edmonton's hockey team? Oilers. The Oilers. Go Oilers. I think they might actually be pretty good this year. Yeah. So, to bring it around full circle, the mm-hmm. problem in is as much as it's a problem with Bioware. I, like I said before, it is a it is a problem across the gaming industry where there is you you have these these corporations. Edmonton is not good. <laughs> that require these developers to you have to have said game by out by said time. That's not how those old games used to be. No. Games they, used to come out when they were ready. It wasn't you had to get a game ready for the departure for this, the launch date. This particular season or you know, mm-hmm. this quarter. So cause we gotta we gotta have a game out this quarter. Because mm-hmm. we got to have a certain number of money this quarter. I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yes. Wow, Calgary's kicking butt in the, in the NHL. And now we're talking hockey. Uh, I'm sorry, you brought up Edmonton. <laughs> that I had to check. They're second to last, by the way. The only people they're beating is Los Angeles. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But Calgary has 107 points. But what was really weird about. The whole article. <laughs> the guy asked uh, Bioware for a response. He, he wanted them to be included. He, you know, he didn't want to just, hey, it's just, it could be 19 disgruntled employees that just wanted, that were just mad, right? Mm-hmm. But Bioware refused to even talk to him. And what's really weird about it is they had a response ready for as soon as that, that article dropped. They hadn't even read it. <laughs> So that means they did at least look at his email. They did. And then they put together the spin they wanted to put on it and release that. Which had nothing to do with the article, which is actually kind of funny. No, that's corporate speak. 
And then yeah. Casey Hudson had to come back with another tweet. Oh my God. Can people just stop tweeting shit? No, no. Like this is one of the worst things that has ever been developed for the world. Honestly, far too many How people it, use it. Here's my question. How does a corporate mm. memo end up on Twitter? As an attack. Somebody doesn't get fired. No, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? I totally get what you're saying. Absolument. It's cuckoo bananas. It's my favorite expression. We cuckoo use it all the time at bananas. work. Cuckoo bananas. But hopefully the video game industry... We'll pay we'll, attention we'll finally, and do what we tell them to? No, because the players are going to still buy games, so it doesn't matter. Until the, mm. the players and the you know us quit buying from these guys they'll, yeah, stop it they'll never stop so stop it right now i know you know how i played you know how i played anthem to give it a shot i didn't even buy the yeah. damn thing <laughs> i paid 15 bucks to get the ea subscription and i was like eh. <clears throat> cancel i didn't even try it <clears throat> i thought it was it was fun ish ish I mean, it was fun-ish. you complained about it a lot it was fun ish it, the the again. Tell the them about game. the water. Huh? What about the water? Tell them about the water. <coughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to. Choke. Oh, the first time I did a dungeon, the actual stronghold, which is the big dungeon, you had to go underwater, and they gave you no freaking map initially. So me and the other three members of my party was going back and forth, back and forth, ran out of air, had to go back up to the hole we first jumped in, come back now. It was, I bet we were in that water for 30 minutes trying to find our way out. It was hilarious to listen to. It was terrible. It was hilarious. You were like, I can't find my way around. There's no freaking map. Where's my light? <laughs> it was hilarious. But they, they eventually st- they did fix that. So that's is much better now. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because not like they would have thought to put that in to begin with. Why would you? So WoW has uh, they've been talking and hitting at the most recent, uh, the, the next update for them. Um, there's a couple mm-hmm. things that have been pretty exciting in the MMO world. Here in the last two weeks or so, you had the uh, rise of Ashara. Is it Ashara? Ajara, yeah. Ajara. She, that is going to be the next update. So you're going to be dealing with her. No, she's evil. I know. Then uh, Star Wars actually announced their up next update, which was actually surprising. It came out of freaking nowhere. And it's going to be bringing... I thought they were canceling it. No. Who told you they were canceling it? The game? Yeah. I thought they uh, took away the... Okay, I probably just read something wrong. Continue on. Okay. But yes, they're bringing in a planet from the original game, which is exciting. And it's also a planet that has, goes all the way back to the original movie. Oh, it's a rumor that they may lose it. Sorry about that. Oh, do I EA losing the Star Wars license? Yes. Yes, please God, if there is a gun. There is. Just depends. Are you asking Loki for help? Chances are he's not going to help you. He might tell me he's going to help me to screw me over. But <laughs> well, you know what? Loki is an agent of chaos. It could be that uh, he, he could wants be to your cause paladin. chaos. That's right. 
So there you go. Next time he asks you who your god is, like Loki. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I worship Loki. No, Uh, it would never be Loki. No. So no. Yeah, it was Dantooine. They're bringing Dantooine back, which is really neat. Um, Elder Scrolls Online just reached five years. Yay! Round of applause. That's pretty good. I like Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, and they got a big, it's quite pretty, big update. Big. Uh, they started their expansion year, so it seems to be going very well. Excellent. Uh huh. And coming up here in what in two months, Final Fantasy gets their expansion. Oh, dude! I know. So many expansions. I know. I know. And then you had uh, they've got some stuff going on with Guild Wars Two, and Lotro is prepping for some stuff as well. So that's exciting. Uh, are they updating the elves? Cause they still look silly. They did. Well, they still look silly. When was the last time you logged in? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't think you've logged a few in. months ago. I don't think you've logged at Christmas. You dragged me in at Christmas. Did I? Yes. We have to go do the winter veil. Yeah, of course you do. It's the freaking greatest festival in all of MMOs. I love the I Christmas. The moose. I love the Christmas fe- uh, festival in Lodra. It's fantastic. Yes. So you dragged me in to go do I it, know. and I did that it. It was fun. And then I stopped playing again. That's fine. He also dragged me in to play Path of Exile, which that's fun. But that's one we can just pick up whenever we want. There's no sub to it, and it's pretty fun. I like it. Dragon Quest Eleven is one of my favorite games that's right now. True. Although I have to admit, I haven't played anything for like three weeks. I've been too busy. You've been playing that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's some big video game news, if people haven't noticed. Um, But they've been a big deal about it, so people might have. But Unless you're me, or living under a rock. Right. Good old games, which is (laughs) GOG.com, is released Diablo 1. Which is freaking awesome because if you had that disc and you tried to play it on a Windows 10 machine, it would not operate. So that you, GOG has has remastered, and when I say remastered, I'm meaning just the back end, so it's actually operational. <laughs> so you can actually play it in all of its little gritty, terrible graphics glory. 1995 graphics, I think, is when that game came. Wow. Out. They all that's pretty old school, is. man. But what even got even better is they went even older and they just released the Warcraft bundle on good old games. Mm-hmm. And it was Warcraft one and two and all of two's expansions for 14 bucks. That's pretty awesome. So you can see the original story of Warcraft, which is actually quite fun. But again, that 1994, uh, 1994 graphics might be a little. Shocking. <laughs> oh, come on. I play 1985 graphics with King's Quest. That's true. Go left. Pick up stick. I don't, the game doesn't understand the word stick. Pick up branch. Yeah. Love it. I can't spell that word. I can't spell that word. <laughs> Look around. You see to the north. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love those I games. lost the game because I couldn't spell the word. <laughs> like 10, even playing. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> but one of the questions I was going to ask you, you see that the uh, AM, uh, AMC Theaters is going to 
the week. Run 52 all hours. All 22 movies mm-hmm. in Marvel leading up to Endgame. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? God, no. <laughs> well, I own a bunch of them to begin with, so no. <laughs> but no, that is totally not my thing. I'm not a big enough fan for that, for anything. No, that's absurd. At all. I can't sit that long. I tried to stay up and watch all six of the Star Wars movies at one time, and oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I get bored. I can watch, like, Lord of the Rings, uh, Extended Edition, the first one, and then one day, the second one the next day, that kind of thing. I can't watch them back to back to back. Agreed. I can't either. Um, Although, you know what? I can totally crash on the couch and... It- because I lay down on my couch and like binge watch a TV show for like 12 hours. That was lost. I've still never fully watched that movie, that show. Yeah, and it was lost. It's great. So great. But it's just, but hey, I don't know. Like, not this a, Sunday. People would. But next Sunday, it's the day. Game of Thrones. It is the day. But 52 hours in a movie yeah, theater, no. people are going to smell. <laughs> they don't smell more than they already do. Probably because I'm assuming most people, and I'm only saying most people, will have had a shower before they go to the movies. But 52 hours, you're going to smell. Is it 50, you're going to have terrible is it 22 breath. Hours, like, is it 22 minutes? Like, they're going to take no break at all? I don't know. I don't know if they're taking... I don't know how they're setting it up. I'm assuming that every couple movies, or every movie, they will take a break. Because that's absurd. Go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, puke and rally. Puke. <laughs> it's gross, man. You're dull creature. Do, 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 puny god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now I find it. No, you cannot have my location. Sorry, I'm trying to look it up to see if I can find out what it says. Do, 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 do. Coming soon. Coming soon. No, I don't want any of those, you idiots. 22 movie marathon. All right. Fifty nine hours and seven minutes. There you go. Fifty nine hours. So it wasn't even as long. Tuesday the twenty third, and we'll go all the way up to the Thursday night midnight release of Endgame. Like nonstop. Yep. My butt hurts just thinking about it. The premium event will include a marathon-only collectibles, a special concession offer. Uh, okay, so they're doing it in New York, Illinois, and California. Mm-hmm. So they're not doing it in every theater. I don't think. Nope. But yeah, 23rd through the 25th. Wow. Oh, you get a special concession offer. Well, thank God. Thank God for that. I hope it's a cup I can piss in. (laughs) Ew. Ew, dude. Well, what? You're going to be sitting there watching 22 straight movies? I can't miss a minute. (laughs) You've seen them. Get up and go to the bathroom. If I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a record. Okay, remember, I just said people would smell. You just made it worse. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. No, I can't even imagine. And of course, I'd be in the theater with that like person who falls asleep and starts snoring and they sound like a German tank rolling through your yard. Yeah. 
only louder. <laughs> louder. Lay their head. They yeah, fall yeah. over on your shoulder. <laughs> Ew. Okay, I've had that happen on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have had people fall asleep on me on the bus, and I'm just going like, to get this off of me before I do something drastic. You break your nose like your little <laughs> D&D companion? Yeah, there's something you need to know about me. I don't like people. I hate people, but we're going to Disney the month after Star Wars Land opens. We love people. I hate people. I I was not told that it would be the month after Star Wars Land opens. We were not expecting it to be the month after Star Wars Land's open. I was misled. I should not be bound by that contract. Uh Uh-huh. But I think we'll leave it here. (laughs) <laughs> that you love dealing yeah. with lawyers. Yes. We'll live it here. You can follow us on Twitter at Raven and Rance PC. You can find us on every podcast app. SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, CastBox, Radio Public, Podbeam. We're everywhere. Stitcher. Give us a like, share, and a follow. But until next time, I'm Brandon. I'm Kat. Have a wonderful day. Bye. complete.